Okay, so yesterday most of the episode was about distros and today we gotta talk about the desktops as well. So as usual, we'll start talking about this week in KDE and GNOME blog posts and see if there's anything of interest there. Usually there is a lot. So let's get started. This is Linux Daily. Let me start by reading Nate Graham's word from his blog post. As we near the end of Plasma 5, a lot of people are putting thought into what's next for Plasma 6, beyond simply porting it to Qt6. The general consensus is to avoid big architectural changes, with most of the major changes being UI improvements and new features. So KDE's VDG, which is the Visual Design Group team, has been busy planning for that feature, which has yielded a lot of improvements for the last and best version of Plasma 5. Let's see what these changes are. Firstly, there has been a redesign of the homepage of Discover. I would say it still isn't perfect, obviously, but it's a big, huge step forward for this project. It looks much better, has a nicer selection of apps, and uh, you know, it's prettier, so nice. There's a little new feature for the Wi-Fi applet. Now, if you middle click on it, you will toggle on and off the airplane mode. All windows now have an outline around them. This actually makes them easier to recognize if you're using them on top of other windows. It makes their boundaries very clear and it helps you realize which is the active application. These, in my opinion, are particularly pretty and recognizable when using Breeze Dark. There has been also a huge improvement for floating panels and in this case it's actually thanks to me, so my pleasure I guess. So basically now they defloat and also all the adaptive panels by default will become opaque whenever a window touches them, regardless of whether that window is maximized or not. This makes sure that even if you, as an example, tile the window on the left or on the right, your panel will still defloat as it should. This actually allows for a couple of bug fixes too. Firstly, now the pop-ups do touch the edge of the floating panel, which was, you know, what was supposed to happen, but unlikely didn't yet. And also now when they defloat, the margin that is built around the panel, the additional margin has been halved. So it's much prettier. Another change that's thanks to me is that now you can resize kickoff pop-up to be smaller than its default if you have a small screen as an example, but th these things I've actually talked about them already in a couple of weeks ago, Friday's episode. We do also have a couple of changes in Kurigami, which is the framework using QML that's used to build a lot of KDE applications. Firstly, the titles now actually use the same padding as the Qt widgets one, or rather it's the opposite. The Qt widgets padding is the same as the Kurigami ones, which means that in system settings, you will see that all headers on the top will be consistent in spacing with each other. Also, there's a whole new style for list with section headers. Now, the simplest way to see this is opening system settings and just looking at the left sidebar. Now, instead of having tens and dozens of lines, horizontal lines between elements, you just have one line per category and very clear headers. It looks really good, so I suggest that you check it out in the latest version of KD Plasma. 
One other change that is thanks to me for this week, apparently there's a lot of stuff that I have done, but it's actually stuff from the week before that has landed only now, is that the panel widgets pop-ups, such as the application launcher, if you have customize your panel such that this application launcher is at the center of the panel, then all of these widgets will also open exactly at the horizontal center of the panel. Up until now, if for any reason, such as, you know, having a task manager, the application launcher icon was in not exactly at the center, their pop-up wouldn't be either. Now it's nicely centralized. In the list of significant bug fixes, we have that in the Wayland session, tapping the address bar in Firefox with a touch screen now always makes the virtual keyboard appear as expected, which is a nice usability fix for whoever using a touch screen. And clicking and dragging something in Firefox no longer will cause the cursor to get stuck into its grubby hand state until you drag a tab. So that was everything from the KD world. Now we are ready to switch to the GNOME one, which, which I'm sure is going to be just as exciting. Okay, firstly, we have an update to the Tagger application, which is an easy to use music tag that is metadata editor. Now in the latest release, there's support for two new kind of files, namely the OGA files and the M4Ace files. We also have a major release of Durance for Plex. What's that? So it is a JDK client for playing movies, TV shows, and music from your Plex library. I'm sure I talked about this already. So what have they done in this major release? Firstly, they migrated from JDK 3 to JDK 4, from libhandy to libadwaita. They migrated to Blueprint for UI files, which is a little bit like QML, but for GNOME. I might talk about that another time. And they improved uh, the UI a lot. So they redesigned the album sorry, artist view. They redesigned the sh show view and they improved the lists for large libraries, thanks to the new JTK4 lists. We also have the first beta release of the second major version of the login manager settings. Now we have new features, bug fixes, and other changes. For new features, now we have power settings, which sounds actually pretty big. We also are able to import and export the settings to a file and the welcome message now is bigger, which is better. The application is also now adaptive, which means that you can even use it on a mobile phone if you want to. And the pop-ups dialogues are adaptive as well. You can see that the sidebar, if the application is really small, will fit nicely as if it was a mobile phone application. Also, the terminal output is colored now. Finally, there is a new version of Flayer, which is the unofficial Signal JTK client. This is release number 0.5.3, and compared to the last update in this week in GNOME update, there is a new minor feature that is pasting attachments into the input box, opening attachments in the default program, and notifications for incoming calls. However, there is also a critical bug that has been fixed that rendered the application useless 6 26th of October 2022 because, because Signal updater, updated their certificates. So the developer urges everyone to update such that FLIR now works again. They are really sorry for the inconvenience that this <laughs> might have brought. Obviously, the application just stopped in working from one day to another, but 
and uh, they say that uh, they hope that they can learn from it such that it doesn't not happen again and that was actually everything from the gnome world today this week actually rather we don't have much from them so thanks everybody for following along and uh, see you tomorrow with yet another episode no actually tomorrow no episode this is very important tomorrow no episode because today is the first of november which is actually at least in italy i'm not sure about other countries uh festivity which means that you know nobody works and neither do i so no episode for tomorrow but i will be back as usual with thursday's episode so thanks everybody for following along and uh, see you on thursday with a new episode <laughs>